Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. We're going to look at Jonah chapter 1 and chapter 2, and I'm going to read this to you like the story that it is. This is uh, actually just about half the book of the entire story of Jonah, um, but it goes really fast, don't worry. And there's all kinds of amazing things happening. So Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee, everybody say flee, Flee. to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away, read it, from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and such a mighty storm came upon the sea that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each, listen to this, cried out to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hold of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. Does anybody remember another story that we're going to hear a little bit later on about a storm coming up and somebody being asleep in the boat? Who was it? And who was freaked out? Now, when they were telling that story, when they were seeing all that happen, all of them would have had this story in their minds, which is a really interesting parallel, the story of Jonah and Jesus, the one who was to flee the presence of the Lord and the one who would draw in and draw us in to the presence of the Lord. Just keep that in mind. It's something really cool. The captain came and said to them, what are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps the God will spare us as a, excuse me, will spare us a thought so we do not perish. The sailors said to one another, come let us cast lots so that we may know whose account this calamity has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. And they said to him, tell us why this calamity has come upon us. What's your occupation? That's not the first thing I would have thought to have asked him. (laughs) Where do you come from? What's your country? And of what people are you? I'm Hebrew, he replied. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were even more afraid. All of a sudden, they realized that the God that made the seas was his God. So this God must be really upset. And said to him, what is it that you've done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them so when he got on the boat. I bet this is the craziest moment. Hey, where are you going? Tarshish. Why? I'm freeing the presence of the Lord. Okay. (laughs) Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous. And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. You ever been in a point where God was calling you in a particular direction that you would not only rather flee from the Lord, but you would rather die than take that step in the direction that God is calling you? That's where Jonah is. There's no... There's no good thing that comes out of getting thrown into the sea, right? I mean, think about the waves, the storm, the wind, it's all happening. And it says, just throw me overboard. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it's because of me that this great storm has come upon you. 
he was probably in the first emo band. <laughs> Nevertheless, the men rowed hard to bring the ship back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more stormy against them. Then, this is the craziest part, then they cried out to the Lord, not to their gods anymore, but to the Lord. Please, O Lord, we pray, do not let us perish on account of this man's life. Do not make us guilty of innocent blood. They didn't want to kill him either. For you, O Lord, have done it as, he ple- as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah, and they threw him into the sea, and the sea, sea ceased from raging. Then the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. How crazy is it that in the midst of Jonah fleeing the presence of the Lord, not only did the presence of the Lord never, ever leave, but even in the midst of him going in the wrong direction and doing the wrong thing, the gospel came to the people around him. Amen? Think about that, that God can even use you when you're going in the wrong direction, doing the wrong things, stepping away from God, running away from God, the gospel can still come from you. 17, but the Lord provided a large fish, a whale, to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Anybody know another story where they were in something for three days, three nights? Mm -hmm. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord God from the belly of the fish, (laughs) saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and all your billows passed over me. It's like he's sinking even deeper. And then I said, I am driven away from your sight into the dark deep of the sea. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head, and the roots of the mountains, at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Dead. Gone. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. And then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spewed, vomited, spit Jonah out upon dry land. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, Thanks be to God. There's all kinds of things that we could note here. I don't know how many of us, we can probably identify with Jonah. God said, go, and Jonah said? God said, go, and Jonah said? I love the idea about each shouting to their own God. And then just a few minutes later in the same scripture, it says they cried out to the Lord. They were changed in the midst of this moment of seeing what this God could do. We could just spend a little time on that, about how God told Jonah, and Jonah decided to flee, it said, from the presence of the Lord. But as he fleed from the, fleed, flew, fleed, whatever. (laughs) God never left Jonah. Say that, God never left Jonah. But there's one thing that really kind of bugs me here. I've read this story a thousand times. I guarantee you, I have seen the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything VeggieTales movie at least 425 times. But the story of Jonah is an incredible story. 
but the whale. It keeps bugging me because I always read this whole story up until I started working on it this week. I always read the whale as the chaos. That that was the thing that was the worst part of the story, to be boom, chomped up inside of a fish. That that was what brought the chaos. But that moment is actually where the chaos stops. I always read the whale as death. Swallowed him up in there for three days. See, I read the New Testament before I knew the Hebrew scriptures. All I could think about was the tomb, this great big tomb, stuck inside, dead, gone. But it wasn't there that he was dead and gone. It says the waters were the place, the chaos, where he fell down into the deep, where the death came. But it was the whale who brought him life. Air. To be able to breathe again. I thought it was death, but the whale was saving his life, keeping him from drowning in the deepness of the chaos. And I always read the whale as a prison, those teeth clamped down around him. But it doesn't say in the scripture that that was the case. It says the bars were the water, the chaos that he had gotten thrown into. But it was the whale that God sent in the midst of the chaos that kept him safe. It wasn't a prison, it was the vehicle to get him back on track. I completely misinterpreted the whale. God was with Jonah the entire time and God provided the whale. It's not to say that it was a pleasant experience. Think about it just for a second, right? You're in the belly of the whale, man. This is stinky, it's moist, it's nasty, probably stinks. I would assume you're in constant motion. Imagine trying to stand up inside of a whale, trying to keep your footing. Some, there's no way to see. It's completely dark. You have no idea what's going on, and yet it's there that Jonah, in the midst of that whale, comes back to life. It's like he's reborn. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, the whale is the calm. The whale is the comfort, the saving grace. When that moment in our life of chaos comes, and it feels like we get swallowed up in the whale, maybe instead of thinking so much about the fact that the whale is the problem, what if the whale is the solution? What if God sent us this gift? Maybe you've been running away from God. Maybe you're already feeling that, or maybe you're feeling tossed into the ocean of chaos where everything is shaken up around you, where you're sinking down into the deep and the bars of the water and the darkness and the depths are wrapping themselves around you. Or maybe you're in the whale. and there's no solid footing <laughs> and everything's moving around you and it stinks and you can't see anything. Maybe start looking at how that whale, that moment that you're in, is God rescuing you. Because God never leaves you. Even as you run, God will send the whale and God will spit you back out in the right direction and keep you safe from the storm to guide you through the chaos. Pray with me if you would. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for rescuing us from the chaos, for saving us from the depths, for bringing us home to you. We ask God that you would speak to us, Lord, this week, that we might see more clearly what you're doing around us, that we're not caught up and lost 
that we're not caught up in alone. But Lord, you do amazing things. You bring us new life. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children say, All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.